Veterans Radio Hour. Brought to you by Dallas Corporation for all your corporate printing needs. And by GIM Productions, creating internet solutions. Websites can do that. Now, stay tuned. The Veterans Radio Hour is next on the Veterans Radio Network. Tango Charlie Bravo, you're a go for the Veterans Hour. So your company has a website. We are all familiar with how the web can be used to showcase information. But did you know the web can also be used as a medium to actually do something to help your business? GIN Productions delivers custom web-based technology and applications to meet the needs of your company. We have the experience and the expertise to deliver web applications, e-commerce solutions, and interactive multimedia. GIN Productions can help you in making difficult technology decisions. We work to make web technology work for your company and we will be there along the way to support you as you grow. Our comprehensive team includes talented programmers, software developers, graphic designers, and network specialists that strive to bring you the best. Contact us at our toll-free number 1-887-256-6914 or email us at info at GIMproductions.com. Websites can do that. one and all to the Veterans Radio Hour. It's our tribute to all of those who served our great nation's armed forces, past and present, and their tremendous accounts of heroic duty and bravery. With your host, Brigadier General Dave Grange. And now, coming to you live from our Veterans Center studio, here is General Dave. Okay, tonight's show, the USO, United Service Organizations, and this is our 19th show. Uh, it's a great subject tonight. We have some terrific guests. Uh, on the telephone with us from Washington, D.C., we have Ned Powell. He's a president and CEO of USO Worldwide. He's a veteran of the United States Navy, and he's also has served with the uh, VA, Veterans Affairs. We also have uh, on the phone Johnny Grant. Uh, who's on the USO World Board of Governors. He is an entertainer, a producer, a host. He's a veteran. He's a retired uh, reserve major general. And he just returned from Afghanistan to join us tonight. We also have uh, with us uh, uh, Connie Stevens, a uh, multi-talented performer, producer, a major force in the business arena, and a philanthropist. Uh, we have with us Richard Bruder, the president of the board of directors for the USO of Illinois. We have Lisa uh, Muller, executive uh, director of the USO in Illinois. And so uh, that's a great uh, bunch of guests. Two of them are in studio with us, both uh, uh, Richard and, and Lisa. Uh, also tonight, they brought with us from the USO the spirit of the USO troop. Uh, a great uh, uh, performing group, and we're going to hear them tonight. And I want to recognize a few people in the audience with us tonight. We have uh, Len Bertini, United States Army veteran, 173rd Airborne. We have Mark Demin, United States Air Force, 182nd TAC Fighter Group. We have Jerry Kirkish, Mac V, 
the 4th Infantry and, and the 4th Infantry uh, uh, Division in the United States Army from Vietnam. We have Dan Leonard, 3rd Marine Division. We have Ron Stiles, the uh, Director of the USO at Great Lakes. He was a veteran of the United States Navy for 21 years. And we have Brian uh, Ashour, uh, 1st Battalion, 2nd Infantry from the 1st Infantry Division, a fellow uh, Big Red One. Uh, serving member of mine. Okay, Kenny, uh, what do you have? That must be why you're wearing your big red one shirt today. In honor? That's right, in, in his honor, absolutely. Uh, a couple people already asked if they could buy one, so we'll, uh, uh, no, we'll set up a store. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you want to call in on the radio stations, the talk radio network, call us toll-free 866-928-2329 and let's get on with the USO. Let's have a quote of the day. Dedication, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I thought you lost your mind there for a minute. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did. You know, we dedicate uh, the show uh, every week, uh, usually to a fallen comrade or, or an, out, an outstanding agency. And tonight, uh, this show is going to be dedicated to the USO. I think that's quite appropriate. Uh, they've been around since 1941, I believe, February 4th, uh, known as the United Service Organizations. Uh, it started in New York State. It's a great service to our GI. It's a, they have a great mission statement, that is to enhance the quality of life of the active duty men and women of the armed forces and their families through social, recreational, entertainment, and educational programs. Uh, you know, the USO's number one entertainer, Bob Hope, we're going to talk about him a little bit tonight. His 100th birthday, I think, is in May of 2003. And just the USO. Uh, that I'm aware of uh, their services uh, in the Chicago land, uh, a term quoted by uh, Colonel McCormick, who uh, started uh, the foundation I'm a part of. Chicago land area, we have uh, the USO at Great Lakes, O'Hare and Midway airports, and Navy Pier. And uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit tonight just to get a local flavor uh, for their, uh, their uh, performance. Here's today's military quote of the day, brought to you with support from retired Lieutenant Colonel Dan Bogievich. Well, and, uh, and uh, for Brian's benefit, and also for my benefit because of the comments made about this shirt, the quote of the day comes from the Big Red One. And that quote is, no mission too difficult, no sacrifice too great, duty first. You're listening to the Veterans Hour with retired Brigadier General Dave Grange. And now, back to the broadcast. Okay, before we start talking, we're going to go ahead uh, right away to the spirit of the USO. We're going to hear a song. Tonight, they're going to play for us, America the Beautiful. But before we do that, real quick, uh, they've uh, just a couple highlights uh, of what they've done uh, in 2002. Memorial Day Parade at River Forest, Illinois, over 1,000 people. Listen to that. July 4th Parade in Hinsdale, Illinois, over 1,200 people. Uh, Ven uh, Venetia Night, uh, Monroe Harbor, City of Chicago, 2,500. Uh, USO salutes our heroes in Chicago, 650. Pearl Harbor Day Ceremony, Navy Pier, 500. And the first show of 2003, Kenny, is going to be right here in the Veterans Radio Studio. Now, they listed 50 people, but what they don't understand, Kenny, <laughs> is it may be 50 or maybe a few less here in this live studio tonight. In actuality, our listening is what? about 82 stations and I think Mark Eli told us 57 countries are right now logged on 
So are we ready to go, Kenny, to hear the uh, first song of the night, America the Beautiful? It's going to be by Allison Rubel of the Spirit of the USO Troop. Okay, let's go. Oh, beautiful For spacious skies For amber waves of rain For purple mountain Majesties Yeah, thank you. Okay, uh, going back to our guest, uh, let me just talk about a couple of these people real quick. Uh, Ned Powell, as I said, president and uh, CEO USO Worldwide. Um, he's a key guest tonight. He also uh, obviously did a lot of other, uh, he's got a lot of other stuff in his uh, biography, but he's, I wanted, he was also a Navy yeoman serving with the Defense Intelligence Agency as a veteran, and he's going to join us tonight from Washington, D.C. Uh, Johnny Grant, like I said, the ceremonial mayor of Hollywood. He re recently completed his 56 USO tour in Afghanistan and Pakistan over the Thanksgiving holiday. He's made hundreds of visits to stateside military installations and veterans hospital, two-time Emmy-winning television producer and host. And uh, I mean, he's been the, he's entertained troops in, in Vietnam. Uh, he's received many awards, and we're lucky to have him with us tonight. Uh, when Connie uh, Stevens comes with us, uh, multi-talented performer, producer, and uh, major force in the business arena, and uh, we'll be talking to her tonight. Uh, you know, she just received uh, the Parent of the Year Award, which is a very prestigious honor, and one that she's very proud of. And she also received a Humanitarian of the Year Award from the Sons of Italy in Washington. Uh, Richard uh, Bruder, I talked to you about him earlier on the on the, uh, uh, on the set here, the president of the board of directors. Uh, he was also on the executive committee and finance committee, and uh, he'll be giving sharing some information in USO with us tonight. And uh, he is uh, has some good things to say about his experience of just reaching out and supporting the service members of the United States military. And then Lisa Muller is with us tonight. Uh, she's been the executive director since uh, April of 2000, and she before that served in USO Great Lakes Center director for several years. And uh, uh, we have her in studio as well as Rick tonight. 
So I'd like to start off with uh, two of our guests that are on the line. I'm not sure how long they'll be able to stay with us, but uh, Ned, sir, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Okay. One thing that we wanted uh, right up front, if you don't mind, could you explain briefly the the setup internationally, nationally, and locally of the USO? Uh, okay. I'd be happy to. The USO currently is structured in such a way that we have the USO World Headquarters, which is responsible for primarily the overseas operations of the USO. We have uh, facilities at Fort Hood and then also in Hawaii that come under our purview. Otherwise, the USOs in the United States are affiliated with us. For example, the Chicago USO, and uh, if you have any doubt about the success of that, just look in your room and you'll see you've got some very fine people there. They are chartered by us. They are independent. They are locally sponsored and locally operated. Uh, we coordinate with them as best we can, and hopefully we'll be doing more of that going forward. Yeah, it's uh, and we're gonna we're gonna get a little bit of the local flavor in that in just a minute. And I don't I'm not sure if you uh, uh, you realize that Johnny Grant, sir, are you there with us? Yes, sir. Well, thanks for joining us there. I am here. How yeah. are you, Ed? Hey, Johnny, how are you? Okay. And Connie Stevens, I can Hi, tell Johnny. you, I recruited her when she was so young to go overseas that I uh, had to take her father with us. <laughs> and fortunately, he played the bass, so it worked out fine. She's a lovely lady. Yeah. Hi, John. Happy Oh, hi, Connie. Hi. God bless you, honey. You too. Thank you. Well, I'm happy to be home. I guess so. What did you do in Afghanistan? In well, Pakistan? we visited. We, uh, we did one of our handshake tours. Took a few people over. And you don't have to. T oh, I followed Robin Williams, who uh, is the new Bob Hope. I mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, the guys, the young fellows today feel that they now have their own comedian. And oh, he was just great. great. And as Ned probably will tell you, he came home and called everybody he knew and asked them to go over. So the USO is recruiting in Hollywood. There you yeah. go. Well, I'm getting ready to go, John. I'm ready. Okay, babe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, uh, Johnny, one quick question, and, and then I'll ask Connie if I may as well. Um, could you briefly tell us your relationship with Bob Hope, not uh, mainly as an MC? Well, I, uh, I kind of was found by Bob Hope when I was uh, in the Army Air Corps in World War II. I uh, introduced him and had enough nerve to do a few jokes. And he said, hey, you're pretty good. Come out and see me. And I've been with him ever since. I've made a lot of tours with him. And uh, we've opened the uh, Bob Hope USO again at the airport here in Los Angeles. And uh, I'll be a part of his 100th birthday on May 29th, coming up. Now, is there going to be, uh, I'm trying to think of when a memorial is going to be completed down near, uh, is it down by San Diego, I believe? Well, I don't know when it's going, I know Connie's involved. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, that's uh, one of the projects I'm working on, and uh, it looks like uh, it's a go, so uh, this week I'll know uh, when exactly we break uh, ground to do it. We've got the land and all that, uh -huh. and of course everybody can help us out there. What do you um, need? We're hoping that, you know, a lot of the veterans who have enjoyed Bob and want to say thanks will send a dollar in to the military tribute. 
Okay. In fact, I think, uh, Kenny, we mentioned that in one of our last shows about that memorial. Yeah. Yes, we did. And uh, I think it's military tribute. No, no, it's tribute to hope. Is it, what, what would the, uh, be able to go online for, Connie? Uh, military tribute to Bob Hope. There's a space, you know, uh, it'll be uh, very self-evident uh, what's going on. We've raised about $5 million already. Okay. So we got another five to go, and we don't want to miss this birthday party. There you go. We've we've looked at the design. It's a, a great looking uh, memorial in his honor, and uh, the impact uh, that the that for the on the troops uh, being yeah. a troop for 30 years in Vietnam and and other places. Uh, it's very important. And, and Connie, I'd like to ask you. Uh, you know, how do you feel about what you? believe the troops get out of these performances when people go overseas and do those things in a combat zone or or a peacekeeping area whatever the case may be what's your yeah. feel on that well i think that we not only bring a piece of home to them i mean uh i was somebody's sister uh, sweetheart you know what have you hello yeah go hello. ahead we're hello. with you but uh mainly I think, as I look back on it uh, now, I think it's that their country cares about them. That's why it's so important for us to make these trips continually, to let them know that we appreciate what they do and that their country cares for them, especially when they're in countries that look like nobody cares about anybody. You know, you know, and that's, you know the GI doesn't say, let's go to Afghanistan. The country exactly. sends them there. Yeah. And so it's very important that they understand that the people, uh, as well as the leadership of the nation, is behind them. That's right. John, well, there's one other thing it does. It uh, it relieves a little of the boredom. You okay. know, they see the same faces and hear the same voices. And when new people come in and actually come out to their work area, whether it be the motor pool or in the mess hall or whatever, uh, it, it, it generates a tremendous amount of excitement. It gives them something to write home about, something to email home about, and, and a lot of activity over about a 10 or 12 day period. Right, lots so, of diversion. Yeah. Now, we talked about uh, supporting the veterans overseas tied to the USO. I want to shift just for a minute locally and talk about supporting the, the uh, service members uh, here uh, when they finish training, like a Great Lakes Naval Training Center is an example, uh, when they're still here, uh, getting ready to go to right. a unit before they go overseas. So I'm going to turn to to Rick and, and Lisa, and I ask you, Rick, which, as the uh, president of the board of directors here, what's, what is your feel the impact that has on a trooper here in Chicago? Well, the first impact is when they first arrive at O'Hare and they're directed to go to the USO at O'Hare. So they meet us even before they get up to Great Lakes. Yeah, and, and, that's a, and that's a great facility, and you just did some improvement on it, I believe. We did, and uh, we have bigger plans in the future for both O'Hare and Midway. We've recently renovated Great Lakes. Uh, it's a great facility now, which we see numbers now that we had hoped for in terms of uh, turnout. 
And we uh, just opened up Navy Pier, yeah. which is where we belong as our central headquarters here in Illinois. Sure. You know, in O'Hare, I took my family there as a, as a veteran uh, uh, one day just to check it out and also uh, take advantage of the services. And uh, it was well organized. And uh, it's just people appreciate it, no matter if you're a new guy or you've been there for a while and you're, and you're retired. Well, all you have to do is uh, be at one of the USOs at the airport and you watch a bewildered new recruit come in and right. he'll see the USO sign and his face will light up because he's now found home. Yeah, absolutely. We are the home away from home. There you go. And what about Lisa and on the uh, take, give us, tell us about Navy Pier real quick. Uh, the Navy Pier Center was a really exciting project that uh, was two years in the making and we and we had a, a lot of help from the city of Chicago and the mayor helped us to make it happen and, and very generous supporters in Chicago and it really when the graduates from uh, RTC their first day out of boot camp the first place they want to go is Navy Pier and so that was uh, some place we felt we needed to be in order to help them to navigate the city safely and be advocates for them in the city so that we can uh, kind of be the clearinghouse for the tickets and the events and things like that so we're right there that they can find us we're visible as well as as um, a part of a role of it, letting people know the USO is still here and, and alive. And yeah, active. and we have one minute before we take the, the service break. And I just, uh, for Johnny and Connie and Ned, uh, you know, Ned talked a little bit about internationally and nationally, and here we just tied in the local flavor of USO. And it, and it, takes, uh, the, it takes care of the GI here in the local area, wherever it is in the United States of America, uh, and and uh, some other areas, and then pushes it out uh, to the to the uh, hostile areas or just humanitarian support areas that they serve. And uh, people like Connie and, and Johnny that go overseas, and then people like Rick and Lisa that support it locally here makes the big picture come together. And Ned, I think that's a uh, just a wonderful spirit of uh, effort and 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 volunteerism for your organization. Well, get to it also just real quickly. People should know we have almost 12,000 volunteers worldwide. We would not survive without them. That's right. Volunteers is what makes it happen. Uh, most of the Army uh, support systems uh, come from volunteers and uh, all, you know, all the services. I was going to say something there. Whoever's listening to this broadcast. We're all are listening. Go ahead. Well, you know, um, Veterans Day, I always try to make it to a different veterans hospital and visit. And uh, for people listening, it doesn't kill you to just drop a box of cookies or some fresh fruit off and just go in and shake a few hands. It takes very, very little time, and it's so appreciated. Right, and we're going to... So in, in other words, it should continue all the time. We should thank our veterans all the time. Ab just absolutely, and I want to continue with that piece uh, in the second segment as well. We have to break just for a moment. Kenny, go ahead. This is our 19th program, and we thank you all for being with us. Our supporters, Military.com, saluting all who answer the call to our nation. The National Vietnam Veterans Art Museum in Chicago, who in May will be beginning their initial Hope for the Holidays, a special art tribute to Bob Hope at the museum. Don't forget about February 12th, the rally at the Supreme Court steps to support Colonel Bud Day's fight for the veterans over 65. And Vietnam Veterans Memorial Fund at vvmf.org. They're limit, selling a limited edition of night vision to raise some more funds for their whole cause. I want to also thank our good sponsor, Adrian Rubinkowski, who's come along with us. And Adrian Crownhour has gotten in contact. We're, we're proud that he's with us. Next week's show, 
sources becoming a commissioned officer. And now we'll go out for our commercial break. You're listening to the Veterans Hour on the Talk, 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 Talk Radio Network. You're listening to the Veterans Radio Hour. We come to you live every Sunday night here on the Internet, as well as uh, over the Veterans Radio Network, where we're heard in some uh, 82, uh, on some 82 stations around the country, as well as uh, 57 countries throughout the world. We have a wonderful show going tonight dedicated to the USO. Our guests are uh, Lisa Moeller, Richard Bruder, and Ned Powell of the USO. We also uh, have as guests Connie Stevens and Johnny Grant. In the studio uh, live uh, singing this evening are the spirit of the USO troupe with some uh, wonderful uh, musical selections for us. And also Mark DeMinn is here again this week, as he was recently, to do his uh, vocal interpretations of uh, World uh, War II era uh, music. Uh, if you're ever, if you're here in the Chicago area any Sunday evening, we invite you to come by and be a part of our studio audience. Uh, you'll have a lot of fun. You'll receive a warm welcome, and we'd love to see you here uh, at our studios in Downers Grove, Illinois, at 4340 Cross Street. Let me take just a moment here and recognize uh, some of the uh, people who are listening in and calling in. We had a an email from Julie Casey, Mount Prospect, as well as uh, many other people uh, that are uh, active on the in our, in our uh, on the, the internet. Uh, we invite you to uh, call us here if you'd like to uh, try to get on the air. If you have a pertinent question, we'll certainly uh, try to make that a reality. You can call us toll free at 866-928-2329. That's 866. 866- 928-2329. If you're listening uh, on the internet now, as you all are, that can hear me, check on our discussion board. Your comments, uh, your thoughts uh, are important to us because this is a show uh, that is uh, for you. It is a part, part, uh, listener participation show and we want to hear from you and we'd like to have uh, your feedback. The Veterans Radio Hour is on every week, as I said, at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll be coming back on the air very shortly, so stay with us. I do want to acknowledge our sponsors, GIM Productions, Websites Can Do That, Dallas Corporation for all your printing needs, uh, Paps Blue Ribbon Beer, PB Army ASAP. Uh, let me acknowledge some of the people behind the scenes. Carl King, engineer and production director. Kenny DeCamp, senior producer. Uh, uh, Lance Heck, of course, originated the program. Lambert Matias uh, is our studio manager. Joe Seguski handles calls. I'm, I'm Fred Cutchins. Uh, thank you for listening. Stay with us, and we'll be back shortly. Anchor mates, the Veterans Radio Hour now continues full speed ahead on the Talk Radio Network. Aye, aye, sir. The Veterans Hour proudly presents our military hero story of valor. 
Okay, tonight's hero happens to be from the Big Red One, and that's okay because the Big Red One has been to the USOs all over the place since World War II, and they're still using them today. Our hero tonight is Joe Pender. He was a minor league baseball pitcher with a major league future. Then, World War II, and he entered enlisted into the Army. He trained as a medic and reached the rank of technical sergeant. Pender went ashore at Normandy with the 16th Regiment, the Big Red One at Omaha Beach. Pender was uh, dumped into the water 100 yards offshore under German machine gun and artillery fire. He struggled ashore with his unit's radio and was hit a few yards from the landing craft. Pender made it to shore, delivered the radio, and those severely wounded went back out into the surf several times and retrieved more communication equipment for his unit. On the third trip, he was hit again in both legs, but made it back to the beach and set up the radio. Pinder was hit a third time and killed. He received the Congressional Medal of Honor for his actions. One of the only, one of the only of two baseball players, professional baseball players, the other being a United States Marine Corps Colonel Sitter during the Korean War. The Veterans Radio Hour salutes the Active Service Person of the Week, made possible through the support of Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. As they say, PBR me, ASAP. Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer, available at your local retail outlet. Okay, tonight's Active Service uh, Trooper is Private First Class Danita Howard. She's at Bagram Airfield in Afghanistan, a medic with the 545th Military Police Company out of Fort Hood, Texas. PFC Howard entered the unit on September 10, 2001, one day before 9-11. The next day, her unit was put on a two-hour string for alert anywhere in the world. She says it's been a great experience, a real mission, it's exciting every day, and she's learning a lot. hoo to Private First Class Howard. Yeah. You're tuned to the Veterans Radio Hour with retired General Dave Grange, coming to you from the Veterans Center Studio. And now, back to the show. Okay, before we get back to our guests, we have the USO troop up again. This is the local area one. They're all volunteers, and they're going to give us This Is My Country. What difference if I hail from north or south, or from the east or west? My heart is filled with love for all of these. I only know I swell with pride and deep within my breast I thrill to see all glory paint the breeze A one, two, three, four This is my country, land of my birth This is my country, grandest on
Okay, back to our uh, back to our guest uh, in in studio with us tonight. We have Lisa Moeller from Executive uh, Director of the USO in Illinois. Richard Bruder, President of the Board of Directors USO of Illinois. On the line with us is Connie Stevens, multi-talented performer, producer, and major force in, in the business arena, as well as a philanthropist, a fellow philanthropist. And then uh, we also have on the line with us Johnny Grant. Uh, USO World Board of Governors, entertainer, producer, host, veteran, retired reserve major general, just returned from Afghanistan. Uh, we also have uh, Ned Powell. He's the president and CEO of USO Worldwide. He's a veteran of the United States Navy. Um, and so we have some great uh, guests with us tonight. And I want to go to to Connie and see if Connie could share with us. It's probably This is probably unfair to ask her what her favorite experience was the one that meant the most to her, but maybe she could just pick one for us. Can you do that, Connie? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I've been all over the world with Bob, um, so many different places, um, from Ingerlich to Turkey to Iceland to Diego Garcia. It would be very, very difficult. The funny thing was when when um, Bob's cue cards got rained on a storm, <laughs> and these guys were carrying them. Barney McNulty, do you remember him, John? Carrying those cards over his Yeah, that was throat. Barney McNulty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, uh, on stage, um, seeing Silent Night, a cappella, and all of a sudden having <clears throat> 40,000 young people join you, and it was a moment that I will never forget. And, and uh, the, the, the sense of, of the surround sound was just something that's always in my heart. Things like that. What about, let me ask you a question about uh, something I read that you've done. Your first documentary film called A Healing, shot right. in Vietnam, was uh, won for a festival of awards dedicated to the women and the young warriors of Vietnam. Uh, what, tell, me, tell us something about that. What well, that meant to uh, you to do that, that documentary. The, uh, it was such an upheaval, the, the Vietnam conflict, my own younger brother was a casualty of that war when he got home, and um, I just felt that the Vietnam soldiers never really were understood, and those of us who were really there watching them, how glorious they really were, uh, we needed to document. So when I was invited to go back to Vietnam with a hundred women who were going, I decided to go, left everything, business, kids, dogs, everything, went back and uh, at the last minute asked the Vietnamese government if I could film it. Consequently, I have the last um, of the Hanoi Hilton. Well, you know. And, and the embassy, the very last uh, pictures of it. Of the embassy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, it, well uh, go ahead. That, um, I went over there for three and a half weeks, and it's a very poignant piece of film and a great documentation for the next generation to to watch and take heed on. Well, it's very important, and you know they're starting now to, in the social studies, high schools, middle school, and they're going to push it down to elementary school, start teaching about the history of Vietnam because it was neglected a bit, and we appreciate myself and my fellow Vietnam veterans uh, you doing that documentary and, and, and your care for veterans from all conflicts of oh, thank uh, you. American GI. Well, I still care about them. I tell you, I, I had the, the privilege in San Antonio recently, Veterans Day, to spend some very quality time with 
some co-talkers, some fabulous um, medal winners, uh, you know, congressional medal winners. And it is just amazing, the stories. And uh, five minutes of your time is very well not only spent, but certainly worth it to, uh, for, to making people that happy. Well, that's absolutely. And Johnny Grant knows a lot about that. In fact, Johnny Grant was a recipient of the General Matthew uh, B. Ridgeway. Award for Patriotic and Valorous Service Above and Beyond a Call of Duty. Um, oh, yeah, he's he's one of their favorites. Yeah, Johnny? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well done, sir. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I'd like to make one little comment. Please. Uh, uh, we know we've already established that the GIs love the USO shows, but I can tell you every performer gets more out of those trips than they give. Uh, it's it's a wonderful experience, and you come home and uh, it, it's addictive. Once you've heard a GI audience laugh or applaud, there's a certain sound, a certain feeling there, and that's true. Uh, uh, that you never forget. Well, you uh, know, you know, Johnny, what you're saying. Uh, you know, I know Ned is bubbling over right now. Listen to this <laughs> as the president. Uh, you know, worldwide. Let me give him a little message before. I know he's waiting. Well, yes, wait, I, is he, are you there, Ned? Are you listening yes, to this great I, talk? I, Ned, I did talk to Steven Spielberg yesterday. I understand you did. Oh, okay. Hi, Ned. How are you? Well, Connie, how about yourself? Good, thanks. By the way, you know, uh, last Oscar time, uh, Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks helped me round up all of the Academy-nominated films, and we sent them over to the troops in Afghanistan, and we're going to do that again this year as part of the uh, USO. Hey, Ned, uh, and that's great, Johnny, and they're going to love that, and there's some other things on the horizon I think you're going to have to support as well. Uh, if it does happen, uh, regrettably, but if it happens, it happens, and uh, I know you'll be ready to go there. Ned, with all this stuff going on, locally, nationally, internationally. How do you fund it? How is it getting funded? Well, I, I'm glad you asked the question. Obviously, we're like a lot of different things. There's a great deal of misperception about us. We are not a government agency, which most people think we are. We are totally privately funded, and it's like everything else. If you want to help us to say thank you, and I think that's one of the pieces Connie was touching on, and I, I just wanted to echo because the power of thank you is Extraordinary. I was with General Myers, went over to Bagram and Kandahar at Christmas time. Uh, you see these kids, the showing up piece that they say is, as they've said, is absolutely true. Roger Clemens and Drew Carey were with, uh, were with us. Roger's comment coming home, here's a six-time Cy Young Award winner, and he said it time and time again, nothing in his life compared to that experience of going and seeing those kids that are there. So it's an extraordinary uh, outreach. It's very, very important to our, our men and women in uniform. And we are totally funded by private donation and every that helps. Well, that, and that is great. And I want to talk, uh, and we're talking about internationally, those that have the capability to reach out internationally. I want to go back again to the local uh, level for a minute, because this is what ties the whole loop together. You need, you need all of it, local, national, and international. And uh, I want to talk to uh, Rick about touching people, an example of touching people locally. Well, we recently received a letter that was forwarded to us from World Headquarters, 
from a staff sergeant who is currently in Afghanistan, and he passed through the USO of Illinois and had just warm and great comments to let world know and let us know that it was a home away from home touch for him. And for us to know that we are reaching out beyond our Illinois borders is tremendously satisfying. It's a privilege for all of us to serve those who serve. So there's a trooper uh, in transit coming through the area. Yes. Uh, it's wonderful. What about those that uh, train here? They start here. They start their service here. Lisa, uh, one thing I heard about in, in the Chicago area, we got one minute left for the second segment, and we have one more segment after this. But uh, what does uh, no-dough dinner mean? I know it has something to do with probably you don't have enough money in your paycheck. Right. No-dough dinner is you're broke, it's the night before payday, and the dinner is free. So no-dough. <laughs> and so what, is a, what does a trooper do? What do you do? Um, you come to the USO Great Lakes, and we usually have um, two to 300 people come in. And uh, it's a dinner that's hosted by a local organization. Often Ambuds and Elks um, bring all the, all the food in. And then we have a program associated with it also. So you have other volunteer organizations, nonprofit organizations, actually provide the, the, the chow. Exactly. OK. Mm -hmm. And you rotate that? You rotate that? Yes, we rotate that, and it's twice a, twice a month, always uh, 14th and 30th. Okay, well, thank you very much. We're going to come back for another segment shortly. The Veterans Hour continues to salute our nation's armed forces and their families when the Veterans Hour continues on the TRN Talk Radio Network. Listening to the Veterans Radio Hour. We are here every Sunday evening at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're heard on the internet in some 57 countries as well as on 82 radio stations uh, throughout the United States. We have a wonderful program going tonight, with, uh, which is dedicated to the USO. Uh, uh, General Dave's guests this evening are uh, Lisa Moeller, uh, Richard Bruder, and Ed Powell of the uh, USO. Mr. Powell is president and CEO of USO Worldwide. Uh, Lisa Moeller is executive director of the USO of Illinois, and uh, Rick Bruder is president of the USO of Illinois. Uh, also uh, on the on the phone, Connie Stevens and Johnny Grant, who have uh, both. Uh, devoted a good portion of their lives uh, toward uh, working with the USO and we are just so uh, pleased to to have them all uh, with us this evening and uh, uh, sharing uh, some of their memories and uh, some information about the USO. I wanted to mention that uh, all of our previous programs are, are archived uh, right there on the internet and you can access them uh, programs uh, in, including, uh, for example, uh, honoring our veterans, POWMIA recognition, what is being done for disabled veterans, uh, today's military training, uh, today's Department of Veterans Affairs, monuments honoring fallen Americans, and many, many other shows. You'll have uh, several hours of uh, fascinating listening if you want to access those archives. Uh, I also want to uh, acknowledge that uh, we, we have in the studio this evening uh, singing live the spirit of the USO troupe who are performing several numbers uh, for us uh, uh, just so beautifully right here in the studio. Uh, America the Beautiful, This Is My Country, and uh, Don't Say No to the USO. Also, Mark DeMinn is back with us again this week doing his uh, uh, vocal uh, impressions of uh, the music of the World War II 
Bureau will be back on the air shortly. Stay with us and thank you for listening to the Veterans Radio Hour. Hour now returns to duty on the Talk Radio Network. We're back at the Veterans Radio Hour and doing our special on the USO, General Dave. Okay, again, uh, our guest, we have great guests tonight, and if you've been with the, with the uh, show, you'll, I know you, you've loved it. We got Ned Powell, the President and CEO of USO Worldwide. We have Richard Bruder, the President of the Board of Directors, USO of Illinois. Lisa Muller, uh, Executive Director of USO of Illinois. Johnny Grant. A USO World Board of Governors, entertainer, producer, and host, Connie Stevens, multi-talented performer, producer, major force in the business arena, and also a philanthropist. And one day, I'd like to, we'd like to talk more about some of the other things she does that has nothing to do with, with uh, the uh, entertainment field, but taking care of people in the United States of America. And then we have the spirit of the USO, uh, the troupe. Uh, they'll be performing one more song for us a little bit later on tonight. Uh, the first thing I'd like to do is uh, go to Lisa, because Lisa... I think has a question for Connie. Hi, Connie. I just wanted to first thank you so much for all your service to the USO and to our military personnel. Oh, thanks, Lisa. You're doing such a good job. That's such a great idea. Thank you. No dough dinner. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, we would uh, like to invite you, if you're ever near, would like to come to Chicago. We'd love to have you. And, uh, we would love to, to have you come and do a handshake tour at Great Lakes Naval Training Center. That's where, where the Navy begins. So uh, we just had Miss USA come through here with the help of uh, Ned Powell and World USO. So if we can work that out, we'd love to have you. Would love to do that. Great. Thank sure, you. Hey, Johnny, can you go too? No, I'll go, uh, I'll go overseas. Okay. <laughs> well, you're going to have to go through I'm some. I'm more at home. I'm more at home out in the boonies. I know you are, but you got but in route. We may, I love Chicago. You're just going to have to stop. Uh, it's a great city, and you mentioned the McCormick Foundation, and that's a great organization. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad you know about it, and we also support the USO. Okay, we haven't had a chance tonight. To, uh, to answer a question, and it's a question uh, that one of the uh, listeners has, and it says here, has the USO ever not participated in a show due to fear of safety? Anybody, Ned, Connie, Johnny? I would, well, let me just take a quick stab at it. As you probably are well aware, we don't just show up because we decide to go somewhere. We do coordinate with the with military uh, here in the Pentagon, and I think Johnny can tell you a story about a couple of close calls, but generally speaking, the military is not going to allow us to go into a true hostile-fire area on purpose. Uh, it has happened on occasion, but generally speaking, security is an issue and it's something we try to pay attention to. There's also putting that a large number of service personnel in one place only does make it an attractive target. So security is always an issue. It is something that they pay a lot of attention to, um, but uh, we have been known to get close. Isn't that right, John? Well, that's well, yeah. true. Uh, in uh, Vietnam, we were shelled once in Da Nang, and um, uh, as the helicopter was landing on the stage, it just picked right back up again and took off. And uh, I bet it was very disappointing to the guys, but we showed up uh, the very next morning, same place, with 
even more. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're going to get fired at if you go to a combat area. Sometimes it's enemy fire, and sometimes it's because of your jokes. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't matter which way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they take, I will say this, the military, I've made 56 trips out there, and I've been all over, and uh, they have taken very good care of me. Yeah, now we have, we have less than two minutes left, and I want to ask Rick and Lisa to give a closing comment real quick, and also Ned, please, 20 seconds each on uh, something on the USO you want to get out. Rick? Well, I, I just want to thank all the military, both active and veterans, who are out there protecting us day and night uh, so that we can live the lives that we as Americans have come to expect. But we do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cool. Lisa? And I would just like to reiterate what Ned said, too, that we are a volunteer organization and uh, always looking for volunteers here in the Chicagoland area. So if you're interested, give us a call. And we have four locations. We'd be happy to get you oriented and, and serving those who serve. Roger that. How about you, Ned? Do you have something to close with? Yeah, I think I, I will sound like a commercial. But you can visit us. Our webpage is uso.org. And if you want to help us continue the legacy that was started by Bob Hope and is very important, please join us supporting our men and women overseas with any kind of a contribution you care to make. Well, we're behind you. The Veterans Radio Center is behind you. And I'd like to ask uh, Connie and, and, uh, and also Johnny to real quick closing comment, please. Oh, sure. I would just like to say that I had the privilege of going with General Jones to say goodbye to 5,000 troops here in San Diego. Uh, as they took off for Afghanistan. Um, to all of you kids that I met, God bless you. I think about you every single day. I look for your ships at sea, and I want you safe, and know that your country's behind you, and we love you very, very much, each and every one of you out there. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. Johnny? Let me just say I love you, and uh, I appreciate the fact that you let me be a part of you. God bless all of you. And thank all of you for being on the show. And real thank quick, you. in the audience, who has been to a USO center? Sound off. Yeah. Ooh, a, a bunch. Okay, we're going back right now and closing us out in a USO uh, troop, and they have Don't Say No to the USO. And stay tuned. We will be on the Internet right after this. Don't say no to the USO. Forget about your troubles for a while. Don't say no to the you are so, they're always there to help you with a smile. When you're feeling lonely, they'll be by your side. They're an inspiration when you're feeling shy. So, don't say no to the first special and the good old USO. Don't, don't say no to the USO. You'll know they're always waiting for Joining us once again on the Veterans Radio Hour. We'll talk to you next week.
Did you hear that? Yes. Yeah. Great. What a great song. Yeah, huh? that, yeah, he's super, isn't he? Oh yeah. Who yeah. is that? Some young guy that comes out and hangs around with us. Uh, his dad's oh, an Air fabulous. Force buddy uh, of ours, and uh, but he looks like he's from the 30s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now what we have now is we're gonna for about 10 minutes we're gonna the video stream we're gonna go ahead and uh, in the chat room uh, answer some questions that some people have uh, that weren't able oh, to get great. on. Okay, so um, do you see a good one there, uh, Kenny? Well, for Connie, I, I, we must have four of them. There's one, Lee from Georgia, and uh, Carol uh, in Georgia. There's uh, Steve in Washington State. Almost all of these have something to do with your your distinguished career on television. Uh, they mention um, the Hawaiian Eye, 77 oh, Sunset yeah. Strip, uh, right. and they want to know a lot. Uh, if you stay in contact with, they've got names like Bob Conrad, Ephraim Zimbalist, oh, yeah. Eddie Burns. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bobby Conrad is my closest and dearest friend, and you know one of the things about him, I'm going to get him over to Afghanistan one of these times, Ned. I'll, I'll drag him over there, he'd love to go. And uh, he'll call me up, I haven't spoken to him in about four months, and he'll just start talking. You ever meet a guy like that? He never even says hello. <laughs> you would love him. Yeah, they they because one of the questions was if they if Conrad gets goes to Afghanistan, does he bring batteries with him? <laughs> <laughs> he probably would. Yeah, I think the guys uh, over there would would enjoy that a lot. Oh yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of uh, people ask. You know, uh, there's been some discussion that people think USO is a World War II thing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, I yeah. would just like to make a comment about that. Yeah. In the tradition, uh, when I went to the Persian Gulf with uh, Bob, I said, I just can't go again unless I take my girls. It's my daughter's 19th birthday. So he said, well, fine. So the girls went. Well, I'm very proud to say 
that my daughter Julie Fisher, the star of Ellen and Baby Bob and Inspector Gadget, she went over on her own recently to Germany and uh, did a tour and said hello and sang and and I was just so proud of her. I really was. So it's it's an all-time job as long as you make it one. Go ahead, Lisa. About World War II or Connie, go ahead. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's, it's so important. Most people really don't realize that the USO is still here, and, and often people will ask, um, you know, and think, like Ned said, that we're part of a, a government agency. And so I, I think that um, programs like this are going to be really important to help spread the word that we're still here. Volunteers and, and entertainers like you and Johnny are still doing um, what the USO has always done. That's right, and the younger generation as well, as I said. There's a lot of young people who um, uh, don't have the means to go, but knowing I've done it all my life, they always come to me and ask me, when are you going to go? Take me with you. So it's a great tradition in show business, and, and a lot of people care. There's something else, too, if I might interject, that's very different today that makes the U.S. so, particularly what Lisa and our U.S. affiliates are doing that much more important, is the impact that the reserves national guard are having on our current active duty. I think, General, you would agree that that's a very different role than has ever been there, well, certainly in the last, just most recent history. And our guardsmen and our reservists are playing a key role in what's going on today. And that impact on the local community is much greater than what we've seen in a long time. The local USO is very, very significant in those communities. You know, that's a key question I had, and I'll tell you why. Uh, if someone gets, if a National Guard is doing something for their state, it's under Article 32. If someone gets mobilized for federal service, it's Article 10. And that's how the military distinguishes the two different mobilizations. Mm -hmm. uh, the mission statement says active service. Of course, if you're mobilized, you are in active service. Well, what about National Guard for state duty? Lisa? Um, we have really felt that uh, serving the, those components is very important, and um, we do include them in our services. And even if they come to the airport center, and and even truly a, a veteran that comes to an airport center, and well, you took care of me, so yeah. <laughs> right. we certainly don't turn them away. Our primary focus is absolutely the active duty and resources are first um, directed there, um, but we would never turn uh, a reservist or a veteran away. And uh, actually, just last Friday, we had the the privilege of attending the deployment event for. Or, um, the 244th of, of the National Guard that had their desert camouflage on and, and were hiding to Afghanistan. And to be a part of that and to help educate them before they get overseas that the USO will be here for them and there for them and to look for the USO once they get um, overseas. They won't have to look far because there they will be. So yeah. um, it was uh, it, absolutely, we serve them also locally. Well, that's wonderful. You know, right now with the war on terrorism, with the uh, commitment in Afghanistan to right now in a reconstruction phase, most difficult, lengthy phase. What's going on in the Balkans uh, with uh, our armed forces, uh, people all over. In fact, any day uh, you will have uh, American GIs in over 70 countries overseas, some stationed, some on operations, uh, doing whether it be peacekeeping, humanitarian assistance, or small scale contingencies are everywhere, and maybe. A regional conflict here shortly. So the USO is going to be busier than ever uh, before, or I shouldn't say that. Uh, you know, the big wars, of course, they were very busy, but it's going to really pick up the pace here, and that's why your organization is really important. We got another email that just came in. They want to know if someone wants to view the archive of shows produced by the USO, 
Is there such a place? Uh, I really wish there were. Unfortunately, no. We can't do that at this time. I think the only thing I've seen is we recently had uh, a producer on our show who does a lot with the History Channel by the name of Lou Rita, who, right. who produced, right. uh, what, a half, an hour, hour and a half uh, program called The History of the USO. Well, that was Soldier's Precinct, is, is what Lou did, and we're actually talking with Lou now, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to successfully do this, just to update <laughs> our history up through the current period as well. Excellent. Well, Bob Hope is the USO for <laughs> in a lot of purposes, and he has a tremendous archive, and uh, I believe that those, uh, a lot of those dates are uh, out in the, on the market right now. So they can go and look for those. You will see uh, certainly um, uh, Vietnam and uh, the Persian Gulf that I know of. That's great. I, I just wanted to say, too, that here in Chicago, the National Vietnam Veterans Art Museum did a wonderful project for us. And um, we called, or I should say, they called it The Show Must Go On. And it was photographs that had been contributed by um, photographers that are involved with, with the museum. And it chronicled um, USO shows in Vietnam. And it was just a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal piece. And I think we'll be a part of your tribute in May. Is that right, Kenny? Yes, we had a unique tribute going on with the, the Hope family. Uh, it's going to go off to kick off in May and go through all, all the whole year and by the end of the year the hope for the holiday will be up. As a matter of fact the director of photography is here tonight from uh, okay. from the National Vietnam Veterans Art Museum. Oh great. Uh, and it was interesting too because uh, talking with some 13, 14 year old kids, Sarah, our daughters here in the audience and you'd say uh, USO and uh, it doesn't really mean that much to them because of where they're at but when you mention Bob Hope uh, they all say oh yeah, yeah isn't that the guy who has that USO thing? <laughs> yeah isn't that funny? You know if they go to the Library of Congress there is a section, uh, Bob Hope has his own section I uh, went and opened it uh, for him because he couldn't make that appearance uh, when they did it, and I was very proud to do that. And there's some fabulous footage in there. It was so fun to look at all of those great old stars and and uh, some things that I had forgotten I even did. Oh, but I, just as an aside, there's something that might be fun. I noticed you guys are also talking about oral history type of activities for veterans which is oh absolutely all the time very very important but i i have a very good friend who's a korean vet and when i found out that i had gone come to the uso he called me you got to come come visit with me and i did he took me into his whole study and there were pictures of maryland road that he had taken in korea that he has on his wall mm, and i don't wow. they just pictures that he i mean no one's ever seen them other than people who are friends and it's that type of memory, given the technology we have available to us today with scanners and all of that business, if you visit our webpage and send it along to us, we would, I would look at that as something that would be well worth under, undertaking to put it up on the webpage to try to put a, you know, do something with it that we could make it available that way. If you have memories or photographs or stories, um, we ought to try to do that to make it available to anyone that wants to see it. That's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe after the show, a lot of the people get that idea and go ahead and follow up with that, Kenny. Well, hopefully they will. Yeah. Either through you guys or through us, either one. We got an email that came in from Georgia that's really good. It says, General Grange, we know you were in Vietnam. Can you share one of your favorite USO moments? <laughs> uh, 
you know, this is a sad thing, and it's not a. I'm not whining or sniveling, but uh, when I was at two tours, I was in Vietnam. I didn't get to go to a USO show. <laughs> one time, uh, there was one at Fubai up in I Corps, and I remember uh, launching oh, yeah. uh, out to the Ashaw Valley, and I saw it from a helicopter for a few minutes before it <laughs> disappeared to the west. But I did go to a few USO shows in uh, Balkans and a few other places, and uh, they're they're much appreciated and. Uh, and we always what uh, year was that, General? In, in Vietnam? Yeah. 70 through 72. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, so I missed that part. But I knew they had them. <laughs> oh, <know>? yeah. <laughs> Lisa? Oh, I was just going to piggyback a little bit on what Ned was saying about collecting people's personal USO histories. Um, one of the things we've done at the USO at Navy Pier, since it is in such a public place, is in the lobby of our USO is where we want to showcase some of, of Chicago and USO and military history. So we have a, an area dedicated for that. Actually, on Monday, um, the surviving members of the Black Horse Troop are coming to the USO. They had lost the plaque that on, was to honor them, and um, it's been found and will be on display at the USO. And those men will have a reunion. Now, now which USO? Um, the, this is at the USO at Navy Pier. Navy Pier. Mm -hmm. That's right. So we would um, love to also collect any of uh, Chicago USO photos and uh, proudly display them there. Okay. Uh, and we're going to close down here in a couple minutes. I just want to ask uh, Ned and, and Connie if uh, anything that you can share with us uh, that may be on the horizon, upcoming uh, USO things overseas that you know about. Mm. Well, shall I jump in there, Ned, for a second? Well, I was just talking to uh, General Burns was out here, and we had dinner the other night, and I said, well, listen, I'm going to go cook for the guys. <laughs> I'm a great cook, and that's what I want to do the next time I go. And he laughed. He says, you know what? I can arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> well, where? Do you, do you, where? Do you know yeah. where? Where? In Afghanistan. Oh, in Afghanistan. Super. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, do you know the... Uh, um, What's the name of that steakhouse that we honored the other night? Um, someone help me out here. Uh, Outback. Yeah, Outback. Did you hear about that where they flew, uh, Ned and Connie, they flew the C-17 out of Germany. They, the military authorized it, and they had thousands of pounds of steaks and shrimp. And, uh, and they had, uh, you know, near beer, not real beer. And and they went ahead and for three days cooked for the troops in Afghanistan. Well, and I can bring wonderful. the lasagna. <laughs> well, they didn't and have the lasagna, so yeah. Suckers. There you go. <laughs> we also, we, it was funny, we were out on a carrier right around Christmas time, and one of the requests that we got was, is I think it's Emil, the yeah. chef. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about it. We're going to call him up and say, won't you, you know, they want to have cooking classes. They want to, I guess, they, there's some comment on military cooking, but they were very excited about having someone like that come along. So we're looking at that. We're also trying to do a better job of connecting these through the Internet back home. And there will be an awful lot of exciting entertainment coming up this year. We did 30. Oh, it would be so fun. I've got 20 pretty cooks that want to go, too. There you go. They'll love it. Those are the guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we do have 20% 20, 20 of our service today practically are young women, so we have, we have to be sensitive to that. I know Johnny doesn't like to hear that, but uh, Johnny, you do, you do Johnny make Johnny's gone off, and uh, oh. Ned, just for your purposes, it's Emerald. Emerald, that's right. If you right. call him Emerald. a meal, he might uh, not <laughs> yeah, come. I'm, I, have, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful. No, you weren't. <laughs> He's not in the audience tonight with us, so. Yeah, no, it's, uh, but it's one of those things that we're going to be doing a lot of that. We're looking at new programs. We're trying to be more sensitive to what's going on. And, uh, and of course, 
we focus a lot on the entertainment piece, but there's a, there is a tremendous amount of support that goes on. It's not the entertainment piece, and it's what Lisa does every day. It's what our center directors overseas do every day. Right. And that's really the, where the rubber meets the road, because the entertainment piece, we fly in and we're gone. The people like Lisa are there every day, and that's what's very important. And it's one other pitch I might make that's very important to me. As a Vietnam-era veteran and then having been the Deputy Secretary of the VA, I saw a lot of it in the Vietnam veterans we dealt with. Mm -hmm. We sort of lost touch as a country with them, and we allowed ourselves to get confused. The people in the military are doing a job that they're ordered to do by our politicians. And I, I know this ward where we are now can be controversial, and that's not really our position. Our position is very simple. Those people that are out there are there so that we can enjoy the quality of life that we have. And we owe them a tremendous debt of gratitude and thank you. And that's really what we're all about is to make sure that those people know that America loves them, cares for them, and appreciates that they're there. And that's what we're going to make sure. If I have anything to do with it, that we don't get sideways on that again. Yes, exactly. You know, uh, one more email, and then we got to cut down. We're getting a little bit out of time here. Um, Lee in Georgia sent something in, and it says, uh, if entertainers go in harm's way to visit our troops, that they set the record straight and let everybody know that Americans sees them as true heroes. Ooh, that's a great one. Yeah. Thanks, Lee. That is sweet. That's a tribute to, to all of you. And in, in closing, since we're going to have to leave, uh, Connie, uh, just the amount of time you spent with us tonight on the show demonstrates uh, your care for the GI, the USO, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, service to America. So we thank you from the Veterans Radio Center. Well, thank you. Veterans are my favorite people in the world. And I, may, I really sincerely mean this anytime I can help anything. Are you guys. Just let me know. We'll see you in Chicago, Connie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll see you there, honey. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Connie. All right. Take care, everybody. We love you. Thank love you. Thank you. Hey, Ned. Bye. Ned? Yes. Hey, you, you ought to be proud. you got a great organization, and the Veterans Radio Center is behind you 100%. Well, I appreciate it. And if we can ever be of help to you guys, please let us know. Okay. Kenny? Thanks, Ned. Good night, Lisa. Good night. And we want to thank everybody in our audience, the Veterans Radio Hour, especially Connie Stevens, Ned Powell, Rick Bruder, and Lisa Muller, our singing troops that was here, the Spirit of the USO troop, as well as Mark DeMinn. As a matter of fact, we might as well just go out one more time with Mr. Mark. Mark DeMinn. That serenade in blue I'm somewhere in another world Alone with you Sharing all the joys we used to know Serenade in blue Once again you're face comes back to me just like the theme of some forgotten melody in the album of my memory serenade in blue 
seems like only yesterday the small cafe a crowded floor and as we dance the night away i hear you say forevermore and then the song became a sigh forevermore in my heart so tell me darling yeah. is there still a spark or only lonely ashes of the flames we knew should i go on whistling in the dark serenade Six years old, singing from the 30s and 40s. Yeah, Connie was uh, one of the best troopers we've had on this show. I'll tell you. But, you know, and you know, just for your own sakes, I know we're, we've already wound down a little bit, but we contacted Ann Margaret, or we contacted Robin Williams, and you don't contact them. You got to contact their people as you know and we went through person after person after person and Connie came through and uh, that shows a real real trooper anyway uh, thanks a lot for being here with us I think we're gonna wind down off of uh, the internet on the veterans radio hour thanks to everybody that's involved Lance and Carl and uh, Lambert Joe if it wasn't for Joe we wouldn't have had Connie tonight uh, live and loud with us Mark Eli of course and uh, General Grange Veterans Hour is off the air.